Good morning, and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and I am going to be spending some time with you today, kind of opening up the idea of how do we get all the things and feelings and thoughts and memories and move it into action or move it into something um, beyond the like invisible imaginal. Okay, so let me break it down like this. I want you to think about even what we're doing right now, like your thoughts, your listening, all of that takes place in like this invisible realm. Like we don't actually, we can't actually hold our memories. We can't actually, you know, see our thoughts unless we write them down, right? Or unless we uh, look at photographs, something tangible, and a lot of the time what we bring into like the the work of figuring it out whether that's in therapy in journaling in um in a retreat in you know just like in the in the muck you know in the in that like um the space where we're trying to like figure it out like what happened to me and and why did that happen and and what am i learning or you know just do you know what i mean that tension space of trying to really hold grasp, understand, make sense of, make meaning from our experiences, okay? But we take all of that stuff and it's like this invisible stew. (laughs) It's like we can't actually see it or touch it or hold it. And it's a ton of abstract work. It actually can be confusing. And so I don't know what it's like for you, but sometimes for me, the feeling is like dizzying or disorienting. I'm like, ah, how do I make sense of this? How can I pull these um, things out of me and be able to actually see them, make sense of them, and let it feel like less chaotic? Okay. So I want you to think about that for you. Has there ever been something like if if you and I met, right? Like we meet, we're we're somewhere. We're, I don't know. We're we at Target. Where are we? We we run into each other, and you're like, hey, um, this is the question I have. You know, this is the thing I've been working through, or this is the thing I'm trying to think about, right? So think about that, whatever it would be for you. Okay, what's the thing? What would you ask about? What's the scene from your life you're trying to make sense of? You know, or what's the, like, what's the thing you're trying to, like, break free from? Have a breakthrough with, okay? Where ritual comes into this is we take that thing, okay? And we move it into the material plane with elements, with objects, with things we can hold and consider, and we move it into action. Okay, so all ritual is, it's it's symbolic act. It's a way to assign invisible things like thoughts, words, memories, feelings, sensations, all that stuff into something we could see, hold, and take action with. Okay, so keep going with me. I just finished leading my Joshua Tree retreat. I'm still here. I'm out here in the desert. And what we did and what we do in ritual is we take the stuff that is within us, the unseen, okay, sometimes the unspoken, the unknown, 
and we move it into the concrete, into the material, and then we do something, right? So that might be through the process of writing. It might be through the process of, like, if you, wherever you are right now, okay? This would be a great example. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, are you in your car? Are you washing dishes? Are you at work? Like, how, I don't know where you listen, <laughs> but wherever you do, I want you to think about that subject, that thing that you would talk to me about if we ran into each other at Target. And I want you to look around your space, okay? So you have the thing in your heart, in your head. This is the thing I've been like, oh, wrestling with. And I want you to see if you can look around. Is there anything in your space, anything in your surroundings that really, like, um, would represent that thing? So see if there's an object. Is there something in your space, a material object, that when you look at it, it's like, God, that is such a symbol for what I've been going through or for the thing I would talk to Elise about? Think about it. Look, don't analyze it, all right? We're moving out of analytical mind, dropping into like instinctual mind, into instinctual body, into just the, your knowing, okay? So if there was something in your space that represented the thing that's been inside of you, okay? And you get to make up the meaning in the symbol. And I really do hope you do this. And if you're, you're listening in a place where you can't come back to it, Think about the thing you've been holding on to and see if you can search your surroundings for an item that truly represents or could be the symbol for what it is that you've been holding. Okay? Then pick it up. Notice what it's like to see and hold the thing outside of you rather than within you. The process of moving towards clarity or resolution is first getting the thing up and out. Out of the ourself, the way we hold it, out of the invisible plane of thoughts, feelings, sensations, and memories, moving it into the here and now so you could see it, hold it, move away from it. You might already notice what you want to do with it, where we move towards symbolic action. Right next to me right now, there are some doves building a nest. So if, if <laughs> that might be what's happening in the background. And we're going to check out that, <laughs> like about that meeting later. Um, so pick your thing, okay? I'll work through an example right now as well. Um, there's a relationship. Okay, so last podcast I did, I was in the, ironically, your <laughs> Joshua Tree, and like the desert was blooming and it actually still is, which is just incredible to see. And when I was out here, I thought, what the heck? This is the most unlikely. I've never seen a bloom like this. Like, you know, when you go tropical places, you anticipate tr uh, tropical flowers and like, of course, of course, everything's growing here. But in the desert, in a place that's so barren, it doesn't really make sense. It's, so it's like astounding. It's almost confusing to see so much active blooming in a place um, that you wouldn't anticipate it. And when I was out there, I was there was a particular relationship, my relationship with my dad, that surfaced for me. You know, that I thought, whoa, 
I don't know, is this like, could this be the thing? Is this the thing I've counted out that might return? You know, what if I wasn't the one to count it out? You know, would I, would, would I be open to the possibility of that relationship blooming again? You know, that, that, was, that was what was in my heart. That's just what surfaced for me when I was out, in here, out here in the desert, okay? No joke. <laughs> I, <laughs> when we come back into service, into like, you know, technological service, there was an email in my inbox from my dad. I mean it. Straight, like, and it's been years, okay? So I want you to understand, it's been years um, since we've had communication. But there it was. It was like I had to be open to the possibility that it wasn't going to be the way it had always been, that it was possible for things to bloom in places I'd counted out, and that we could just see. So... That's the relationship dynamic that right now is still kind of like uh, bouncing around inside of me that I'm kind of like, whoa, (laughs) what does this mean? And so if I was to pick something right now that I would set on the table as something that I'm kind of curious about or like trying to understand and, you know, there's a lot of feelings and things associated with this, that would be what I would choose, okay? So mine would be the like ambiguous nature, the like, huh, when it comes to my relationship with my dad. So that's my thing. What's your thing? What's the thing that uh, bounces around inside of you? Is it a relationship? Is it like a question about your work life? Like, should I be in this job? Is it a question around your parenting? Is there a a person that comes to mind? Is it your relationship with God? Like, is it spirituality? Like, do you wonder if there's like div- a divine being of love out there? Um, is it one of your kids? Is it a friendship? Is it a friendship that you've been in and it's not quite clear? It wasn't the way it used to be. Um, is it more like interpersonal where it's like, how do I understand if I'm okay or good or if I belong? You know, I want you just to think. There's so many things, guys, right? There's so many things. So, well, I mean, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. I have so many things. And so if I was just to reach into the grab bag of myself, what's the thing that, that surfaces first? With that thing, you know, I named my relationship with my dad. What I want to do is look around in my surroundings and see if I can find something that really represents that quandary for me, that question. Okay? And same for you. You have your thing. Now find your object. I'm like looking around, noticing what I'm seeing, what fits. Does it feel like that? Does it feel like that? Does that object sit? Is that the thing that really feels like it? So in my surroundings, there's a wind chime. And... Um, my dad loved wind chimes. He, we always had wind chimes at our house growing up. So that feels a bit fitting, okay? So I want you to think of your object. I see mine. And I want you to notice what it's like just to see it and assign the feelings, questions, jittery or whatever tensiony feelings come for you. Whatever your feelings are, those are just the ones that are mine. I want you to imagine all of that going into the object. 
Now it's something that you don't have to have only within you, but you could see it outside of you. And just take a, a moment just to notice what it's like to see something has just entered into the material plane rather than something that's just been a felt sense, something that's just been within you. Notice if it feels heavy or light, if it feels clear or less clear. And maybe even begin to notice like what you want to do. <laughs> You know, when we see things in the material plane, when we see the actual thing, there's what's called an act hunger. We have an instinctual sense of, I want this to happen. So whatever it is you chose, do you want to hold that item? Do you want to set it down? Do you want to throw it? Don't be, don't be dangerous. <laughs> but what do you want to do with this thing that you see it now? Do you need space from it? Do you want to engage with it? Do you want to throw it away? Do you want to bring it closer? Do you want to hold it? Do you want to set it down and look at it from every angle? Just notice what comes up with you. Pay attention. That's all we're doing is paying attention. And we're trusting ourselves. We're paying attention and we're trusting ourselves that we do know, that we do see, and that we can act. So with your subject, the thing you're holding now, notice what it's like to have this outside of you now. Is there relief, a sense of, oh, I needed that. I needed to like have a, a break or a moment where that was outside of me. And now that I see it, when I consider whatever it is that you chose, I might know that there's something I want to do. And this is the crux of finding mm, aligned action. Okay? It's the thing I see now. It's what I know now. It's what I can see from here. It's when I trust myself and have given myself the time and space to see the thing outside of me, look at it, consider it from different angles, I have more clarity when it's outside of me. I can see it now. I can touch it. I can hold it. I can write about it. I can, it's not just an invisible thing that's been within me. I can see now that um, when it comes into this material plane, like the actual world, an object I can hold, I actually have some power. I actually have the capacity to make choice. I get to decide. Is that a bell I want to ring? Do I want to let it just be in my peripheral space? Do I need to move it? What do I want? You guys, a lot of the things that come and end up sticking um, to us, the thing you might have thought we'd talk about today, um, there's been a sense of a loss of choice. I didn't choose that. That isn't the way I wish it would have gone. It hurts that that happened. I don't know, right? The injury, the things that happen, the massive injury that occurs is the loss of choice, the powerlessness that is associated with, I didn't want that. 
when we step into this work, when we move the invisible into to the, to the very visible concrete, I can hold the object, we restore our sense of self. We restore our sense of, I get a choice now. I might not have had a choice then, but I have a choice now. And I have a say, and I get to choose. And there are things I want to say. So I want you just to watch what, what that like kind of like power surge or uh, maybe shaky feeling inside of you that happens when you realize that whatever it was that was stored inside you is here now to restore you to a true sense of self. You can trust the way you see it. You can trust what you have to say. You can trust your guts, whatever the feelings are that are associated with this. And you can come into right action, which means you can stand up. You can move away from that thing. You can move closer to that thing. You get to choose. Play with it. Okay, so I'm going to stand up and do the same thing right now. I'm going to move towards the object and see what that's like. I notice within myself and I'm like, you know what? I kind of want a little bit of space. I want to see it from over here. I don't want to be so committed to the way that I've always seen it. Maybe there's a new way to see it, right? So it's like, so sometimes I need to set the object down and circle it. Maybe walk around and see, how do I see it from over here? Now, this is perspective taking. This is a way for me to consider, what does it look like from over here? What's it like now? What am I remembering now? So same for you. You've considered the thing. You've found the object. You get to decide where it goes, what you want to do with it. How does that then come back into the actual thing itself? So when I think about my, for me, I'll give you the example and you can carry it through to your process. I'm interested. I'm open. I get to decide if I move closer And I get to decide if I take a step back. I get to decide how I respond to this relationship in email. I get to decide. And that feels really empowering. I actually feel like I just grew an inch. It's like, okay? Yeah. So maybe what needed to happen in this relationship dynamic is that I'm going to be and get to be my full self. I don't have to play or be in a role that I have been before. I don't have to be smaller or shorter or less. In fact, I need to remember who I am if I'm going to take a step closer. That would be like, that to me is for sure like the crucial lesson that's coming up. And I'm realizing how, if I can still stay in that, that sense of self, how close can I get to that object without feeling like that falls apart? So for you, and maybe you just need to listen to this example today before you take it into your own like, practice or space, but I want you just to consider what it is like, how different it is than just talking it out, right? When you actually assign it to a thing, when you actually get a chance to like see the thing, <laughs> when you get to move towards it or away from it and knows what happens in your body or in your memory or your thinking, this is ritual. 
This is how we move things out of what I cannot see into what I can see and hold and have some choice over. And then, and I feel like this is the, this is the point, if you can get to here, now what? Now what? It is part of the work to get to here. But this is where the magic happens. This is where the restoration happens. This is what it's about. Now what? Don't just come to your aha moment. Do something. Don't, don't just be like, huh. Okay, I want to challenge you, invite you, <laughs> maybe nudge you towards what if we did something with the things that we see and know and experience? Okay, so take the broad spectrum of potential things that, that when you're listening, you could have had this experience. When I see that, what am I going to do now? Am I going to email back? Am I going to write a letter to myself? Am I going to schedule a therapy appointment? Um, am I going to just tell my husband so that way I have someone else who knows what's going on with me and then decide how I want to move forward? I, I want you to, to know that when we move towards ritual, maybe I want to actually go and um, make a sound on the wind chime. You know, maybe I want to ring the bell as symbolic action that it's like, hey, th- I was here. I made this noise. This happened. As abstract as this may sound, I want you to understand the difference between just an invisible thought and then concrete action. You're moving things out of just the feeling state into an action state. And that's where things start to actually feel resolved, like a sense of, God, that feels better. And so for you, how can you take your aha moments, your moments of like, wow, that was interesting. And now what? The ritual act. This weekend at the retreat, or when we do, there's ritual sessions I am um, moving into now, we can, online and in person, because I want to help move us towards actually doing something with the things that we have been learning. And so, for example, this weekend, there was a couple ways in which we moved towards ritual together. We, we'd had creative acts of ritual where we actually made art together with found objects. We found things and made things out of what was around us, out of the elements, which is such a picture for our life, right? There are things that are here that have happened, just like our life, but we get a say in construction. We get to say how those pieces fit now, what I want to do about it now, how I am going to have action now. We also took ritual action in like the cutting of cords. And so I want you, you might even hear the the birth language in that. When you're like that first maternal cord, you know, like we have these different tethers, these different things we've been connected to for better or worse. And sometimes that's an actual cord, like literally birth. And sometimes that cord is like a connection to something or a tether to something in which I've just felt more stuck than connected, more like I'm on a leash than I'm like holding hands. Consider the connections, the cords. Is it been to a past, a past version of yourself? Has it been to fear? Am I connected to fear? Maybe it's not even a person. Maybe it's just like a feeling of not good enough. 
But instead of just thinking those things, we actually held rope and actually identified what is the thing that's been holding me back this far? What's been the thing that it's like, ah, I've been bound by this. This hasn't been a tether that's been constructive for me. This hasn't been a cord that's felt nourishing or nurturing. It's been something that's like, I just need to be free from. And then you get to cut the cord. You have the tool and you know what to do. And then actually cutting an actual cord, actually doing action in the material plane and world that releases and relieves everything in that invisible feeling, sensation, thought, memory plane. We move it into now. We take action that is able to be witnessed. You both observe yourself doing this thing and others get to see you, which there's like a reality that happens there when you're like, whoa, that happened. (laughs) And they saw me do it. They saw me take the power back. They saw me actually have access to a tool or a resource or something that I knew I could do for myself. And I did it. I was seen. I was seen in the repair. I was seen in the restoration. I was seen in me coming back to myself. I was seen having a choice, having a voice, getting to have a say. That is so concrete, that, that restoration of the mirror, people seeing you as you want to be seen on your terms. So, I want, what I want out of, out of this idea around ritual and creating sacred space or ceremony, it's um, all that it is, all that that is in that language is knowing that you are trusted to know what's good for you. You are capable of remembering what you need to in order to be well. When we do work like this, you don't have to continue holding it forever. Let yourself be free. It's okay to let it go. It's okay to find resolution or to be done with that. It's okay for something to become new. What could it be like? What is next? What now? I want you just to rumble with some of these thoughts and things today. I want you just to see, to notice, and to play. Play. If you want to pick something light to play, do that, you know? Like, like the thing with this type of work is it doesn't have to be, always be the deep, dark, scary things, you know? Pick the light thing. Maybe you want to play with, like, today, like, maybe the object and the way you want to engage this type of exercise first is, like, you know what? Like, what role does playfulness have in my life? What role does whimsy have? Maybe creativity. If I was to look around and pick an object that represented my my creativity. Maybe I want to pick an object that represents um, risk or spontaneity, like fun. <laughs> Where's fun? Where's fun in my landscape? Pick an object like that. Remember, we don't move towards health by only looking at the things that have been hard, right? That's like, I mean, it's, that's insane because it's already been hard. So what if we move towards things that were also light? So look around your surroundings again. Pick an object that represents vitality. Where's life for you? Where's light for you? Where's ease for you? Where's like deliciousness for you? Look around.
Notice that. How big is it? How small is it? How close are you to it? How far away does it feel? Check it out. Where's the fun? Where's the light? We need that too. Man, do we need that too. Gosh, we need that so much. So my invitation and the way I want to welcome you into this experience is you can play. You can trust that you, your body, the whole world, the universe, God wants you to move to a place of whole wellness. And when we actually step into the time and place for that, you'll be surprised at how the road rises to meet you. You'll be surprised at how there's the perfect object that symbolizes exactly the thing I've been thinking of. But now I can see it and hold it and do something with it. I can choose how it goes now. So if you have thoughts, if you have questions, if you want to like think out loud with me about this, please do. Please do. You can see all of the things we talked about coming on a retreat, doing this work together in person, doing a ritual session, which is we go through um, different questions you may have or things you've been like, just that are just kind of bouncing around your noggin. And then that can be done online together or in person, where we actually will move through ritual action together, which is just what we did. Ritual action is just taking things out of the unseen into the scene in order to create change in order to restore you to right relationship with the thing that you've been holding, to come back into a place of alignment, of, a, of just autonomy or being an adult with our things. So check all that out, elisesnipes.com. As always, thank you for your listening. I mean it. This space is so deeply personal. I realize that there are times where I share things that are going on here in the way that I would with my diary or the way, you know, diary. That's so funny. I haven't used that word since I was in like junior high. Journal. This is like a grown-up diary. Um, it's such a, like a sensitive, like tender place of process and, and sharing. So thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening Thank you for sharing this space with me. Thank you for letting me share your space. Thanks for remembering or thinking or like be like, oh yeah, is there a new episode? What's going on there? <laughs> just, just thank you. I hope you have a good day. I hope that this transitions into something beautiful for you. I hope that at the least it's curiosity and at the most it's freedom. Cheers. Cheers.